0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
1: Hello, Hoop Ball World. I am your host, Jared Russo. And I'm here with Jared Ross King. Welcome to Jared and Jared's Supermax Show, a salary cap fantasy basketball league podcast. God, every time, what a mouthful! Uh, fellow Jared, how are you doing, sir?
0: I, I'm good. Um, I'm uh, I'm about to get out of town and go to Philadelphia uh, for for not only a wedding but a, a football game as well. Um, uh, i you know, that's what I've got going on in life and. Uh, I actually am much happier with my roster than the first year I was in this league. So, when it comes to this league, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you doing?
1: I, too, am going to a city for a wedding. I will be in Seattle. And um, I hope when you're in Philly, you boo Ben Simmons because he might return to the team, which is
0: just worst-case scenario for everyone involved. It, it really is. And it's it's uh, definitely something that I kind of saw coming. Because I don't know at this point who actually wants to give up the assets Philly wants for him. But we'll get around to that uh, here in a few minutes.
1: Every small market Um, team
0: should. As every, yes, exactly.
1: So what we're going to do today on the podcast is, uh, this is part two of our, um, our personal salary cap league draft. We did the first four plus rounds last time. And we really went kind of player by player. But what we're going to do now is, compl- like, the draft is over. You know, our our league finished everything. It's over 100 picks, like 108 to be exact.
0: 108 um, to be exact. That's correct. Good job.
1: Thank you. And uh, we're just going to quickly summarize who went in each round and then talk about our favorite and least favorite picks. And then we're going to get into some nitty gritty stuff because a few of these players who uh, got drafted ended up being dropped once waiver wire stuff cleared. And that'll be a whole nother episode because we're still, you know, how many days before the
0: season are we now? The the season starts next Friday. The reason I know this is because uh, when next Friday comes around, you did not know this. This news is being dropped on you. I will be in Orlando. I will be at the Amway Center. My magic Play your Knicks to open the season, and I will be there.
1: You will be there to see the magic get crushed?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean.
1: Just embrace yeah. the tank.
0: Embrace yeah. the tank.
1: Yeah, you're right. Thank you. I don't know who's guarding Julius Randle. Anyways, um.
0: Uh, so- whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's, it's muscled, <coughs> roided out Mo Bamba. Have you seen this guy? He's been in the gym. You know, I, I can't say
1: I've ever seen him play because no one ever gives him minutes.
0: Okay, that's fair. Well, this will this will be different this season, as I say every season. Yeah, I doubt that. They
1: drafted him so high, and they just were like, "Nah, Ken Birch, Wendell Carter Jr., Vucevic, other guys." What a stupid fair. organization. Fair. Anywho, fair. Um, I'm not going to reiterate the first four rounds. Um, but I will quickly just kind of list off. Um, the guys we were talking about most recently, so, um, you know, I guess I will dip into the fourth round. Uh, fourth round was guys like R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Ayton, Keldon Johnson, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, Patrick Williams, Jason Tate, P.J. Washington. And now we're going to start with the fifth round, which uh, we were in the middle of uh, in part one. We were waiting on a live pick. It never came.
0: We were, and yeah, we were waiting be, on that pick. It yeah. came about three o'clock in the morning. The following morning, I wake up to what the pick was, and I was like, "Come on, this could have been done at three o'clock in the afternoon the day before. We could have gotten the pick in line." But it, it's all yeah, good. Kind of disappointing. It's done. Yeah, it's done though. Um, we're we're done with the draft, so we don't have to wait any more picks.
1: All right, so here we go. So our draft is just a, a sort of guide, a model to just you know feel out like who's going where. Uh, this should not be gospel. This should not be like a B-150 locked in stone, like here's how the ADPs are going because salary cap leagues are just the Wild West. There isn't a template. There isn't uh, any, any kind of guide like that. So here are the dudes who went more or less late 30s, early 40s. So round five in our league, DeJounte Murray, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Boucher, Rashawn Holmes, Bam Adebayo, Yusuf Nurkic, Mikhail Bridges, and Daniel Gafford. Uh, who was your favorite pick in that round, and who was your least favorite pick?
0: Well, I mean, I uh, I was considering Fred Van Fleet with my pick in this round. Um, he didn't fall to me, so I ended up taking Mikhail Bridges personally. Um, but Fred Van Fleet, to me, is my favorite pick. No no, uh, Kyle Lowry there anymore. His production is going to go up. What they ask of him is, is going to go up. Um, so he averaged 27.8 points last season. That, uh, per... Per fantasy, uh, in in fantasy terms, excuse me, for anybody out there who got confused, maybe he was averaging 27.8 actual points per game. No, he wasn't. Um, But I think that's going to go up north of 30 uh, this season, just with the added responsibilities on him. Um, The other close one is his teammate, Chris. Is it Boucher? Boucher. Boucher. Seven million for him. That's that's a great deal for a center um, who I personally really like. The, the one guy who uh, I wasn't too big of a fan of in this round was actually the last pick of the round, Daniel Gafford. The reason being Thomas Bryant uh, is going to come back, I believe, in December. So at best, you're getting two months of play out of him. Then again, he is only 1.7 million. Um, so that that's just me personally. What about you? What were your uh, favorite and least favorites for this round?
1: I'm blown away that you said all of that because I could not disagree with you more. (laughs) Fair Um, enough. Yeah. Fred VanVleet, his usage is going to go up, but I don't think it's going to go up that much to pay him $19.6 million. I don't think Chris Boucher is like the locked-in rock star that he looked like because halfway through that year last year where they were in Tampa— I don't know. what I had him. I don't know what was going on, but they just, like, wouldn't play him and he like, games he just, like, took off. Just not consistent. Um, and Daniel Gafford is the starting center, and he's starting over Montrezl Harrell, and Thomas Bryant, like, he gets hurt too often. That's, like, a, that's a wise home run kind of swing move you might I, as well take.
0: I don't see how, I mean, I could be proven wrong. It's very easy for me to be proven wrong here. I don't see how even Montrezl Harrell stays behind Daniel Gafford for, for more than a couple weeks. That's just me. That's just from You've what committed I've seen to from that. those two guys. I mean, yeah, but you can change your commitment pretty easily. I know. Easily I gonna know things are going to
1: change, but I don't hate that pick. I love the Mikhail Bridges pick. Honestly, that might be my favorite of this round, which is thank, you. Because we you. were talking thank about you. it last podcast between you and I. Uh, I was like, boy, like, he shouldn't have fallen that far. And Darius Garland shouldn't have fallen that far. He got taken this round. So those are my favorites. I also love the Sean Holmes pick. Um, Sean Holmes is only making $10 million?
0: Get out of here. There's I'm going to no be honest. Way. I thought, I thought, because he got a new contract extension this offseason. Is that off-season. a typo? I, I thought it was more. I could have sworn it was more. I could have sworn it was um, more, too. I'll do, I'll do, I'll, I'll go back to our old friend, Sportrack, and, and uh, double check no, on that No, he's quick. making Whoa. $10 million. All right, cool. Oh, that's
1: insane. Um, My least favorite pick in this round, I think might be DeJounte Murray because you could have gotten him later and I'm not sold on any one player in San Antonio. Um, I don't have a good feel for who's starting. I don't have a good feel for who's going to make the jump. I don't have a good feel for who pop likes besides Kelvin Johnson. I just—I don't know. And I also don't know health-wise how he's going to last. So I would have definitely have taken a Darius Garland or a Mikael Bridges if I was in that spot early fifth. Um, those guys should not be early fifth. Those guys should be earlier. I think they're going to be super good. Emerson Holmes. I, I could have sworn he was making 10 or—10. Or 10. Uh, he was making 12 or 13, but he's making 10. That's, a, that's I, For incredible.
0: some reason For some reason in my brain, I thought 15. And that was the number that kept coming up yeah. when I thought about him in this draft. And then uh, it's, it's two-thirds of that, so— yeah, yeah the Rashawn Holmes, not a, not a bad pick at all there.
1: All right, let's get to round six. I'm going to list these names, and I think we're going to agree on the worst pick in this round because we have proof that it was. Uh, so this is late 40s, early 50s. Uh, round six, Clint Capella, Miles Bridges, Tyrese Maxey, Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., Darius Basley, Kobe White, Dwight Howard, Jimmy Butler. Um Again, who is your favorite and least favorite picks in this
0: round? Uh, my least favorite is, I think, where we need to start, because I think we're going to agree on this. Um, and, and I could be wrong, but I don't understand why you would, with all the players that were still on the board, um, we're, we're talking about like a Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, uh, maybe, even, maybe even somebody who makes less like Wendell Carter Jr. Why would you take Dwight Howard?
1: Oh, that was not where I thought you were going to go.
0: That that's a hundred percent where Wait, where are you going with this, Jimmy Butler? Why would you he, take Jimmy oh, Butler? Wait. Never mind. I looked at him as the next round. I apologize. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But that 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 figure right there, thirty-six million. Uh, how do I put this? Too much. No. Too, too much. much. And when you, much. and when you think about this, think about this. Look at this. Just this round. We're going to take just this round of the draft. First pick was Clint Capella, eighteen point six. He averages 31.6 fantasy points a game. Jimmy Butler, 36 million, averages 34.1 fantasy points a game. So for half the price, you're getting 2.5 less points per game. That's that's a lot of points right there. So just theoretically, you th- this is complete theoretical, of course. You take Clint Capella, and then you take someone like Spencer Dimwitty, who was taken later in the draft um he averaged 12.7 but that number is going to go up you're probably looking at probably low 20s for him so you're looking at 50 points right there between two guys for the price of just jimmy butler
1: jimmy butler should not be drafted i think he his numbers are going down i think his wear and tear is going to start to show he has kyle lowry now um i'm not calling him old or washed not at all but he didn't play every game last season Um, The ones he did play in, he was really good. Don't get me wrong. I love Jimmy Butler. Uh, $36 million is way too much. Not draftable in a salary cap league. I-M-H-O. He went before Bradley Beal. He went before uh, Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell. He went before De'Aaron Fox, I believe. He went before a ton of dudes who are in the same ballpark, if not better, and cheaper. Um, Don't get me wrong. The Dwight Howard pick is also bad, um, considering there's a lot of really good picks in this round, which uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk about now. I love yeah. the Darius Basley pick. I love the Kobe White pick. I love the Tyler Hero pick, which is me. Uh, I love the Miles Bridges pick. Jaron Jackson, is a good swing. There was a lot of good guys who went, and they're all yeah, super no, cheap in
0: this round. For some reason, I thought Jaron Jackson would fall to the next round um, in round seven, and I was kind of looking at him as a possibility there. Um, I ended up making a, a, a home run uh, type of swing in round seven that we'll, we'll get to. Not really a home run swing, but kind of a... Uh, a, a sneaky a sneaky play that I had kind of warned you about before, but uh round six um yeah I really like Tyler hero as well um Tyler hero I think he had a down sophomore year um so we're coming into his third year with the heats he's only making four million he'll
1: bounce, if man.
0: he can show if he can show even part of what he did um with the heat in his rookie campaign that's a that's a steal of a pick right there
1: he was on your short list um there was a weird he was period of time where. You were going to be away from your keyboard, AFK, and you had told me your shortlist in confidence. You said, if it's my turn, here are the dudes I'm going to take. And you didn't know this, but I made a trade to move up ahead of you. And I had your shortlist, and I was like, oh, my God, he'll kill me if I take Mikhail Bridges or or Tyler Hero. So I went elsewhere. I went with Bam, and it killed me because I knew that, like, you had entrusted with, you know, to me in confidence – Your shortlist and Tyler Hero was on there, Um, and then thankfully you came back and you uh, you took Miles Bridges and I felt it was okay and appropriate to take Tyler Hero there. Um, As you should. Yeah, these I would say like rounds three to six, you're just trying to get the best deals available. You're trying to get the best young players available, and most of this round are really cheap dudes besides Clint Capella and Jimmy Butler. Um, But Capella is a guy, or Jimmy
0: Capella is a guy that that, like he's 18 million, so he's not cheap. But, uh, you know, healthy with the Hawks last year. He didn't play at all after he got traded at the trade deadline at 2020, right before the league shut down because of COVID. But last year, great fantasy option at center. Um, Like I said, 31.6 fantasy points a game. So he's a great option, and I think getting him here in the sixth round, uh, really good pick. But for me, Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson, uh, Darius Baisley. Those are probably my top three for this round.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I think Um,
0: Tyrese Maxey would probably be a little higher as well were it not for the, it seems, uh, impending return of Ben Simmons to the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: I know a Sixers diehard, and he has been talking Tyrese Maxey up for me nonstop for a year. And I was trying not to buy into the Kool-Aid because Shake Milton kept starting in the preseason, and Ben Simmons could return, and... I feel like this is a bit of a Kool-Aid drinking, like, oh, he's going to be so, so. Mm, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't buying it, so I don't like this Tyree Maxey this early, considering some of the names we're going to get into now. Round seven, so this is, uh again, late 50s, early 60s, so round seven was Vucevic, Cameron Johnson, Dennis Schroeder, I can say that because I'm German, Uh or German, James Harden, Sadiq Bay, Bradley Beal, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Jakob Purtle. Who is your favorite and least favorite picks in this round?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, here's the one of the only exceptions I'm going to make when somebody takes a forty million dollar guy, and I'm not like trashing them for doing it. Um, James Harden is is one of the probably three best if you if we're just looking at straight up points, no salary considered. Um, fantasy players in the NBA. Yes,
1: yes.
0: Uh, uh, I think it's. I think it's him, Giannis, and uh, and Luca. Those are my top top three. Or or Jokic, excuse me. Um, he's
1: top five. He let's just say he's top five.
0: Right. He's top five at least. Um, at worst. So that's the rare opportunity where somebody saw a forty million dollar guy, took him. It's Bj. He's a Brooklyn Nets Oh yeah, I must just use names. It's, no, you can it's use our names. it's our resident it's our resident Nets fan who, uh, I, who took him. So. Hi VJ, hey buddy. Um, you know I really like the Sadiq Bay pick. I they, love that $2 pick. two million dollars. Two million dollars is it. a great pick, and he's a guy that I'm going to be honest. Uh, I thought was going to slide to like round ten maybe, and I was going to jump no. in and try to get him then. Um, but obviously I was wrong. He took he was taking two picks after me. Um, that's a pick I love. James Harden, I'm not mad about. Um, he, I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't think there's a pick here I hate. This is not a bad round. I mean, For me, maybe the is. one I have the least—maybe the one I have the least upside on is Cam Johnson. It's Cam Johnson. Um, yeah, like, but I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it.
1: No, I hate it. He's not a good fantasy basketball player. He averaged 13 fantasy in our league last year. Why are you taking him in the seventh? That's preposterous. Dennis Schroeder got starting minutes in LA and was good and his deal last year on the Lakers was like, you could swallow it so you could have him in a salary cap league last year he's getting paid peanuts this year in Boston that to me was like he should have gone rounds earlier and you took him, he was on your short list and Sadiq went one pick before me, those are the two that I'm like, god, I wish I could have had them those are are knockout awesome picks Um, this round, round 7, so like not quite the middle of the draft, but you can definitely tell people are like, okay, all the good deals are gone. I have to take the best, big name players available. So Vucevic making twenty four million, great. James Harden, yeah, it's a lot of money. But if you're going to go for it, you go for it, and you hope Kyrie doesn't play most
0: games, if not any games. And James Harden says, which healthy. is a huge, huge point. I want to, I want to put a pin in that. We're gonna bring, we're gonna bring that back later on for one, for a later pick.
1: Sure. Um, and then I started to smell blood in the water. I started to notice that rounds essentially, you know, but beyond one and two, like from three to now seven, all the cheap dudes were getting dried up. All the deals were gone. All the the kind of no-brainers were like basically almost done. And I knew how much salary everyone else in my league, in our league, had left. And I said, I have to take the best player available who's making a lot of money. And for me, that was Bradley Beal, who is a top 10 to 15 fantasy player, depending on your, you know, on your rule set. And immediately after were the two other guys I was considering, De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell. So that round seems to be the, I have money, I need to burn it because there might not be as many good, expensive deals, quote-unquote. You know what I mean?
0: Like, Well, yeah, Donovan Mitchell was a guy I had kind of shoehorned in the eighth round. Um, he was the guy that was gonna. I was just kind of assuming was going to be there. I made a lot of assumptions in this draft. Didn't quite pan out. I think I had a good draft in the end. But, uh, you know, you're right. As soon as Bradley Beal went off the board, you did that. I think James Harden kind of started that whole big money spin spree with Sadiq Bey being the uh, odd man out there in the middle.
1: Yeah, the Vucevic harden kind of back-to-back, like, it got people spooked in that, like, oh, oh, these guys might be going, like, now. Like, yeah. that was, like, the, the, the flare gun being shot up. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hate the Cameron Johnson pick. I just don't think he's draftable. I I think he's like waiver wire.
0: Like I said, I don't, I don't hate it because I saw things in the playoffs that showed me that maybe, maybe he could be a fantasy asset, but it's not like I saw enough to make me run out and get him right away. He was a guy that if he's there in rounds, if we're doing, I almost said round 16, if he's there in round 12 and I only have $4 million or whatever it is he makes left, he's a guy I'm going to consider he's not a guy i'm taking here in round seven all right
1: let's get to round eight um now we're getting into real murky waters um because i'm not sure i love or hate any of the picks in this round so round eight which is uh late 60s early 70s in our draft uh wendell carter jr d'andre oh. hunter montrez harrell Devontae graham mason plumley kemba walker spencer dinwiddie andre drummond and victor Oladipo. Okay. Let me rephrase. There are some picks in this I hate, but I don't think there's anything in here that I love. Uh,
0: What's your favorite and what's your least favorite? So this round, um, this is how it started. So there was a bit of a pause after the Donovan Mitchell um, pick in round seven. Then Jacob Poto went after that. So I I did a short list, and I'm not kidding when I say this. I did a short list of guys I was looking at with my next pick. And the short list was, and this is not in the – Absolute order that I wrote them down in. Uh, Wendell Carter, DeAndre Hunter, Montrez Harrell, and Devontae Graham. That's not the order I wrote them down in again. But to start this start this round, I figured one of them would be available in my pick. The first four picks nope. were Wendell nope. Carter, DeAndre Hunter, Montrez Harrell, Devontae Graham. So I I was not, uh, you know, thrilled by those picks all going. Um, but Hey, they went, so I, I took kind of a swing. Um, Spencer Dimwitty, uh, uh, you know, he's a really good asset with the nets before he tore his ACL. We'll see how he does this season, uh, with the wizards, with Bradley Beal, no rust there this year. Um, the the one pick that kind of raised my eyebrow was Victor Oladipo. Yeah, he he can't stay on the court first off, and even though he you know was a former All Star with the uh, Indiana Pacers, he did some good work with the Magic. He had that one decent season with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. He hasn't been the same since he injured his leg uh, two three years ago.
1: Yeah, I so, love Victor Oladipo, and it's so sad to see him in this state.
0: A hundred percent. So that was a guy who I kind of thought, Hey, maybe he's one of those guys I grabbed in the last round to kind of fill out my roster just to have one extra guy. But, uh, yeah, that, that pit kind of raised uh, my eyebrows a little bit.
1: Yeah. This round, um, we all acceptable dudes who were kind of making around more or less 10 million. Um, so I have absolutely no issues and, and, you know, uh, you can disagree with me, but I think we both are fans of Wendell Carter, Jr. John, John, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Montrez Harold, Devonte Graham, who I took, uh, you know, even Mason Plumlee. And if you're going to swing for the fences, you do it. Kemba Walker, God, if he can be the Kemba Walker of old, that is the steal of the draft because he's only making eight point seven million dollars. That's fair. I just don't think. I think Tibbs is going to grind his players into dust, and Kemba's knees are are not built for Tom Thibodeau.
0: You're saying you're saying Tom Thibodeau would grind his players into dust? He would overwork yes. them?
1: He would what precedent their is
0: there for that? Like oh, a wait. dragon.
1: Um, and then, yeah, the Victor Oladipo, uh, Andre Drummond thing, those two particular fantasy owners w- were hemorrhaging money. Like They barely had any money left, so they had to go only super minimum mm-hmm. deal. So I understand why they went I with don't... the people who they went with. I don't agree with who they went with, but I will tell you until I see it, I think seventeen million dollars is a little too much for Spencer Dinwiddie. I think you're going to end up dropping him.
0: Well, we'll see. I, I'm hoping you're wrong. I'm very much hoping you're wrong. I hope I'm um, wrong. I don't hate. I don't hate the Andre Drummond pick, by the way, because we saw the injuries Embiid was dealing with in the playoffs last year. Now, granted, he's had what four months to to heal from those, but there's going to be lingering effects. The uh, knee issues don't just go away. Um so Andre Drummond's going to get some playing time and for 1.6 million for the better minimum on on the 76ers team he's going to be the starting center some nights there there will be some nights where he is the starting center
1: The Rogue Motorcyclist outside agree Um I I just don't don't be seduced by his fantasy stats on average I would look at like total season long Oh no pace. not at all. like he it was the weird buyout thing in the Lakers I just and he's he's like later round backups I just I don't know not into it um, alright round 9 so this is uh, into the 70s and, and early 80s Hassan Whiteside, Rudy Gobert Terrence Mann, Bobby Portis aka Crazy Eyes TJ McConnell, Lonzo Ball Isaiah Roby, Devin Booker Brandon Clark
0: Fave and Lees Fave go uh, so for me Least favorite, Bobby Portis. I don't. He had a couple really? of productive games in the finals yet, yeah. and and he got. I mean, it's only a four point three million dollar deal. So granted, cool, but I, it doesn't. He doesn't do anything to excite me. Um. I think my favorite pick and a guy who I really was just like gunning for in this round, um, and maybe maybe he doesn't turn out to be you know too great this season. Maybe the playoffs were an aberration. But Terrence Mann of the Clippers, $1.7 million for him. Yeah, I was eyeing him, too. I mean, no Kawhi Leonard. I think I think everybody in the round after Connor, who took him, was eyeing him. And so, when Terrence Mann goes, we're like, ah, well, uh, I'll just take this guy.
1: Because we were just you, throwing Connor.
0: off that somebody else was thinking about Terrence Mann as well.
1: Yeah, Terrence Mann is a steal in round nine. Uh, I think he... Starts and plays a ton of minutes. He's a great breakout candidate. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, interesting you said your least favorite was Bobby Portis in this round. I think Bobby Portis is fine for $4 million. That's a fine whatever pick. Um, my favorite in this round? I I was absolutely flabbergasted that this, this rare sleeper who I'd been thinking about for like 20 straight pick, I was like, when do I pull the trigger? When do I get Isaiah Roby? will start in in OKC and it could be incredible like a double double machine there's no one on that roster I don't believe in Derek Favors they have no one else Uh, Poku is not like a traditional big man and then like two picks ahead of me someone takes Isaiah Roby and I curse the skies that is my favorite pick in this round other than Terrence Mann Um, I love Isaiah uh, Roby I cycled through all these Thunder and Rockets players uh, last year in salary and they all were really good like everyone on those rock, like who got men is like, we're putting up crazy stats, including like Terrence Davis on like Sacramento. Um, I am, am, actually a little shocked. Brandon Clark fell to me at the end of the ninth round. Um, yeah, and I here you also can tell the final rest of the good expensive players were going. I don't think for the rest of the draft, there was anyone who was making close to 30 million. So Devin Booker and Rudy Gobert, I think those are like the last big, big, big
0: names. Um, so, For the rest of the draft, the highest contract was seventeen five. Just in yeah. case you're wondering.
1: Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that right now, round ten. So this is basically the the rest of the 80s. Uh, Chuma Okiki, that's you. That's such a you pick. I love I love Chuma. I love him. You could have gotten him in the 12, but what, all right, let me let me the the rest. I don't care. Of it. I know. If I didn't draft Emmanuel Quickly and Kemba Walker, what makes you think that you can get away with picking? All right, I'm just going to go through the 10th round. It's round two. Uh, Chuma 10. Okiki, Karis Levert, Jonas Valanciunas, who, uh, that's a, that's a, man, that's a good pick. Uh, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr., Ennis Cantor, Scotty Barnes, and Lugents Dort. What do you think?
0: Man, I mean, I mean, this round's you know, I'm biased, so I have to say Chuma Okiki's, man, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I, I, listen, Carousel Vert did a lot of good work for me before, um, before he got traded, um, in that James Harden deal. And then subsequently, well, what was, it was, he got some sort of cancer that was detected, correct?
1: Yeah. It was like really weird the way that worked, or it was like a, I want to say like something grew in a lymph node, or that was like a weird, I have literally no idea. I'm talking out of my ass.
0: Right, but he he had to be out for a little while. I I mean I like him. And the sad part for me is I didn't have the money to be able to bring him back at this point. Uh, he makes 17.5, the biggest contract of the last 3 rounds, and I think I only had about 11 million left. So he went um, look, we talked about in the first podcast we did together. I like Otto Porter up for the veterans minimum. I think that's I think that's a pretty good pretty good pick. Um, and and how can you not like Lou Dort? Um, to I me, Lou Dort, Dort is just—he's he, so—he's so good. He's going to get a lot of chances with uh, OKC again. Um, those are the three I really like. Uh, I mean, I don't know who i, I don't know how I feel about Scotty Barrings right now. Um, and that's granted we have not seen him play in the NBA yet. Uh, a couple of preseason games, but I'll be honest, I haven't watched him. Um, but at Florida state, he didn't have a great shot. Very good on defense, very good on defense, but I, granted 10th round, might as well try it out, see how it works, but not, not my favorite personally.
1: So you're telling me the Toronto Raptors and Mazayu Ujiri are trying to hoard a bunch of tall, lanky wing defenders. That's weird. They've never done that before. No. Never oh wait, done that that's all right. they have. Um, I think everyone in this round is is super whatever, except for Jonas Valentunas. I think that is a great, great pickup. He puts up monster numbers. Only 14 million. I think I took him last year and ended up dropping him and I kind of regretted it. You
0: know, on a um, new team too. Playing next to Zion.
1: Yeah, he's on a new team, and Zion might be hurt, and Brandon ingram has got the ball and Devontae Graham's got the ball, but like he's just he's just really good. He's really solid and he's a great salary. Yeah. I think everyone else in this round are kind of like due who would be on a sleeper list, but I think ultimately they're just going to be super whatever. Like Jordan Poole is like super hyped. Everyone's talking about Otto Porter, um, you know, and his canter always is like a, a an eye popping. Like wow, he's still really good. And and no one knows what Scotty Barnes is going to do. And Lou D- Lou Dort isn't an offensive player; he's a defensive player. I just even though we're doubling the amount of fantasy points we're in our you know league this year for steals, like everyone in this round is whatever and. Karis LeVert, no, I think he's going to end up being dropped. So, I don't know, just a kind of lackluster 10th
0: round. That's just me. I mean, you're allowed to think that, but... Uh, I,
1: I think, think the guys in round Karis 11 are,
0: are better. I uh, Round 11 was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Why don't you read them off, and I'm going to tell everybody what my favorite part of round 11 was.
1: Sure. Round 11 is uh, basically the 90s. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Cole Anthony, Patty Mills... Alperin Sengun, my my son, uh, Brooke Lopez, Ivica Zubac, Precious Achua, Josh Giddy, and Dante DiVincenzo. I can say that because I'm also part Italian. A lot of fun names in this round. So, yeah, tell us your thoughts on ones. round 11.
0: So, my favorite part was trading. You traded up for, for a specific player, um, and then I traded up for a specific player, and then I just toyed with you a little bit just to make you think for even a second that I might be looking at the same guy. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely had considered Alper and Singun, uh as part of my draft board, but he was not the guy I was going to take here. Um, I think with the uncertainty around Kyrie Irving not being vaccinated, may not play any games with uh, Brooklyn at home as a result of that, we don't know if he's going to play any games this season at all. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Patty Mills is the starting point guard on that team as a result. Um, so a team, I mean, you may consider James Harden the starting point guard, but they're going to have those two guys in the backcourt, uh, along with Durant, along with probably Blake, and uh, I don't know. I, we know. We know Harden and, and Durant will be out there with a bunch of guys who have been good in the past. Um, but Patty Mills, for, for only $5.8 million, it was really enticing to me. It's really um, good. So I, I had to jump there and get him, but I just liked messing around with you and making you think for even a second that I was going to target your guy.
1: and it, it, You had it no hurt. idea who I was targeting, don't lie.
0: It, no, I mean, he was on my draft board, but I would have taken 10 guesses and probably maybe guessed him around guess 8 or 9, but not in the first few guesses.
1: All right, I think everyone in this round is way better than the people who went last round. Um, I don't disagree with that. I would absolutely take anyone in this round over anyone in last round, I guess with the exception of Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, you should not pay him $13 million. Get out of here. That's, that's preposterous.
0: That, that's that's a lot. I mean, if we're talking about real NBA team, Milwaukee Bucks, that's a good deal. I think for them, given what he does, but for a fantasy perspective, no.
1: Yeah. Um, I would ha- happily recommend and endorse any of the people in this round going uh, super late. These aren't even like swing for the fence of types of picks either, like... LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, as long as he's unretired fully, like, great for yeah. the minimum. Cole Anthony, great for his his price. Patty Mills, absolutely, because um, I just, I don't know how Kyrie Irving plays almost any games if he's not practicing and he's only on road trips, and that doesn't count the California teams. It's just a mess. I love Alperin Sangoon. He is my weird, dark horse rookie of the year. He looks awesome, and I don't care that they sign Christian Wood to a huge deal and they have Daniel Tice. Alperin Sangoon, all in. Uh Zubach, solid starting center, good deal. Not great deal, but a good deal for 7 million. Precious Achua, you might as well for two. Josh Giddy looks pretty good. Might as well for less than six million. DiVincenzo, if he's healthy, sure. Like, these dudes are way better
0: than the guys who went last round. I, I don't disagree with that, like I said. Um but then again, you didn't pick in round ten, so maybe that's why you're saying that.
1: This is true, yeah, a lot of weird uh, draft day trades, although our draft took like a week over the course of a Facebook chat. So let's get to the end of the round. And then we'll talk about some other wacky stuff. Uh, so this is picks 100 through 108. Uh, for some reason we have a nine person league this year. So 12 man rosters times nine, it's 109, but don't worry about it. Uh, Nick Claxton, Derek favors, Reggie Jackson, OG Ananobi, Moses Brown, re Hachimura, uh, Alex Pokushevsky, I might even say his first name because it ends with a J, Jordan Clarkson, Jalen Brunson. Um, I have some hot takes about this round, but what are yours?
0: Uh, my hot takes are it's, it's uh, you know, Moses Brown, I think, is a guy, depending on what the Mavericks do at center, we saw he was a high rebound, high, high uh, defensive guy for the Thunder um, last season, traded as part of the Al Horford trade. Um, to the Celtics, and then I forget what the deal was exactly that sent him to Dallas. Um, Josh Richardson, is that correct?
1: I think so, yeah. That's,
0: that's a, that sounds right. Uh, and so yeah. Moses Brown, now part of Dallas Mavericks. You know, I, I, I like him. I like him. Um, he's cheap. Um, it, it, it just depends on what kind of role he takes on in Dallas. Obviously, with OKC, there it wasn't, you know— a ton of competition for the starting center spot at that time so he was able to get a lot of play um, but there's more guys in, uh, in Dallas um, also you know John did who was your guest on the last episode um, very very disappointed I wasn't able to be a part of that um, shout to John shouts to John 16 million for OG Ananobi. I don't hate that I don't hate that at all um, to round out the roster. He's the only guy that could make that move in the final round because the rest of us had, uh, you know, spent all of our money. Uh,
1: John was explaining last episode that the, the strategy of like super big contracts, super small contracts was risky, but could win leagues. And I've been rocking with that strategy for the longest time because I love replacing guys from the waiver wire. And I love just kind of uh doing like a sort of min max on my roster min maxing is a video game term where you maximize certain attributes of your character and minimize the stuff you don't care about or don't want so you really kind of go all in and i don't love players like og who make 16 million like it kind of it it can't be hard to maneuver your roster it's easier just to replace minimum guys and guys making 30 plus um i'm sure og will be really good and i'll eat my words but um yeah, I'm not paying Reggie Jackson 10 million. I'm not paying Derek Papers nine. I'm not paying OG 16. Uh, I'm not paying Jordan Clarkson 12. I think those are all guys who are going to end up. Yeah, being the dropped. Jordan
0: Jordan uh, the Jordan Clarkson one I think is the one that was uh, the one that was kind of least impressive to me. 12 million I think is a little high for him um, in a fantasy league.
1: He won six man of the year and he puts up numbers. I'm just like not. I don't know There's thing about it. I'm just like eh. I, I just maybe my we're shoulders. stuck on the
0: maybe we're stuck on the L.A. Lakers Jordan Clarkson, yeah, or or means. the or the Cleveland Cavaliers Jordan Clarkson, yeah.
1: But uh, I think all the really cheap guys in this round are awesome. I was so pissed that Moses Brown went one pick ahead of me because I was going to take him. Yeah, no, I think that's great. That was the
0: guy I was going to take. That was my final pick. Yep. I was like Moses Brown,
1: yeah, lock Moses it Brown. in,
0: and then yep. he's gone.
1: He's going to end up starting in Dallas. Um, apologies to Willie Cauley's sign and, and Powell and Kleber and whoever else is on that team and Porzingis. But like, nah. Um, Nick Claxton might well, as well. Porzingis, yeah.
0: Porzingis would start if he could just stay on the court and stay healthy. He is not. He's um, not. He just can't do it anymore. He's he's a shell of what he was with, with your New York Knicks. God, I can't believe we won that trade. Because I, I think one of those picks ended either. up being quickly. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it.
1: Uh, yeah, Nick Claxton, super cheap. Might as well. Great. Moses Brown, knockout. Uh, I went with uh, Re Hachimura, if you can say healthy. Uh, great for under five. Uh, Pokaczewski, yeah. also a guy in my shortlist. Great for three. And Jalen Brunson, um, he's going to get a lot of playing time. He's only 1.8. So all the cheap guys in this last round, I think, will end up maybe being stuck on a roster as opposed to the more expensive guys who I think are just going to end up being dropped um what ends up happening is like a lot of people who are drafted at various points throughout the draft they will end up being quote-unquote bust because they will be dropped on the waiver wire and only picked up in sort of weird extreme scenarios or circumstances so i remember we ragged on anthony davis he ended up getting dropped and we ragged on jimmy butler he ended up getting dropped um which goes to show like you really do need money sometimes in real life and in fantasy uh, you need the 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 cap, and you need the flexibility, and you just look at yeah. your guy, and you're like, "God, you're so much of a percentage of my team, and you're only putting up X, Y, and Z, and I could do all sorts of other things with my with my roster. I could replace three dudes with all that money and upgrade, and and yada well, yada yada." I, I
0: think I think two that particular player, it's his first year playing in this league with us, so yeah. it's 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 definitely a learning curve. Let's I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on my first draft with this league that was just last year, but I learned a ton over the course of the year. First three picks for me, and and don't get me wrong, they're three amazing players. Uh, Giannis, Nikola Jokic, Bradley Beal. Those are like an amazing trio to have on any fantasy team in my opinion. The issue was, that was 89 million out of 100 and I believe it was 31 last year. Yeah. Gone, and I had to fill nine spots with about forty million dollars, and that became very tough. I got I got some good good players out of it, um, made some good moves, but it was very tough to work under that uh, restriction because I went so top heavy so quick.
1: Did you end up keeping all those players? I kept
0: those three all season long. That's um, so weird. Those three I did. the The other nine mixed around so much. Um, I believe. I believe I actually, if I remember correctly, I either picked him up or he was in the draft last year. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, who made 20 million and was really good for me until he got hurt, um, the, he he was part of my team too. So I was at one point I was filling out about 22 million uh, for eight guys. So that was very tough.
1: Couldn't you say that about so many people? Boy, they were really great until they got hurt. Like that's Maybe, what happens. You know, like people get
0: hurt and you have to make
1: moves and. It's easier to, to maneuver when you're doing a big and small strategy as opposed to, like, a lot of mid-level kind of stuff. Um, but here's right. what so I will say. I, oh, no, you go first.
0: I was going to say, I, you know, you learn from that first year, which I think is what Casey's going to kind of do um, going into next year. And, and you adjust. So so looking – I'm just using my team as an example here. My first two picks were LaMelo Ball and John Morales. So, about, I believe that's 18 million. I don't have the numbers right here in front of me. I believe it's 18 million total from those two. Um, and then you have to find those deals later on. The both bridges. I call them the B- bridges brothers, but I don't think they're actually related, are they?
1: I don't think so, no.
0: No, it's 11 million total for those two guys. Um, so and then that gives, frees you up to get a guy like Jason Tatum, 28 million. Um, to get a guy like a DeAndre Ayton. And it, Ayton's only 12 million this year, so I actually paid that back. I didn't really need the money. Devin Booker though, thirty one million. But you, you get what I'm saying is that you have to be able to prioritize those lower deals first, and those big guys will still be around later on.
1: In this particular example, we use this person's name, which we keep messing that up. You Keep using people's names. Uh,
0: I thought we were allowed to now.
1: It's just I don't know. It gets a little confusing. It's weird. Half of our right. half of our league, we've used the first names. The other half, we kept secret. But um. This person chose Anthony Davis in the third round, pick 19, and picked uh, Jimmy Butler, 54, so bottom of the sixth, and ended up dropping both. And we said on the podcast, those were mistakes. And they ended up dropping them. So just imagine that your third and sixth rounds, like draft picks, are just like gone. And you could have had like a really good, cheap option to replace them. You know what I mean? Like, let me just look. Like, imagine if like, instead of picking Anthony Davis and ended up dropping him, you picked like... Robert Williams or Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green, and then in the six, you didn't pick Jimmy Butler, you picked Dennis schroeder or Sadiq Bay. Like, you're not dropping those guys. So right. what ended up happening was he dropped those two dudes, and he had like sixty to seventy million dollars to play with, and he added Marcus Smart, Jarrett Allen, Shake Milton. Like he made good uh, Miles Turner. He made good moves, but like. You don't want to take players you you think you will maybe eventually end up dropping due to injury or just like they're too expensive. You want to just for those early rounds. You don't want to lose the league right at the start. You don't like just take people you know you're going to keep. Take people you know you're going to keep the whole year. And then take take swings later on. Like you're going to take Jokic. Sure, you're paying him a lot of money. You're not dropping Jokic. Are you crazy? LeBron, you're going to end up dropping if you take him in a salary cap league. James Harden ended up getting dropped. He went number one overall last year over Luka, which we thought was insanity. He ended up getting dropped. Too much money. And he got hurt. But, I mean, again, like, it just that's that's the nature of the beast. So, yeah, any any final thoughts with this
0: draft? I mean, I like this draft a lot better than the last year's draft for me personally just because I knew what I was doing this time around. Um it's it's always uh, it's always fun to to uh, it's not even fun just aggravating almost in a way but still fun to see those guys you were like hey nobody else is thinking about Moses Brown right now I've got him and then he's taking two picks ahead of you nobody else is thinking about Terrence Mann right now and then you realize half the league was thinking about him with their next pick um, it, it, those kind of things are fun to me um, just kind I agree. of having to be ready having to be on your toes not. Being able to just lock it on one guy and then definitely getting them. The unpredictability of it is fun to me.
1: Yeah, the fact that that these weird names that you really have to pay attention to everyone in the league, um, you know, guys who are signing like minimums and 10 day deals, like they could be valuable. Bio guys are like super valuable. Um, that to me is like the reason why this is like so much fun because you really have to kind of be an expert on managing your cap situation. You have to know what the valuable player is. And it, again, it's real stats, real numbers. So it's not like funny money. It's not like an auction draft where it's like, wow, you paid 50 bucks for this player. It's like, I, I don't know how to equivocate that. Like that doesn't compute in my brain, but using real numbers for real players does make sense because like it's a crime that the Sixers are paying Tobias Harris $35 million. That could, money could be used 100%. so much wiser elsewhere. Well, 100%. What a dumb deal that was. So, um, so let's wrap things up. Do you want to go through your roster and just tell people like, who you picked ultimately, what your team looks like, and kind of like what your cap situation looks like, just to give them a good idea of what a team should be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So do you want me to go like player by player? Or yeah, how quick. do you want me to do this? Okay. Um, so looking at my team, first two picks, LaMelo Ball, John Morant. I went for guys who were really in the top 25 as far as fantasy goes, but under 10 million. Um, John Morant comes in at 9.6, uh, LaMelo Ball at eight. 0.2, so I can buy those. You're looking at about 19 million. That's quick math, or 18 million, me. that's quick math. Um, so that's that. Then what I started to do was look at other guys. Jason Tatum was a guy who, yeah, he's making 28, but he's a guy who's just really, really good. So he came off the board next. DeAndre Ayton making only 12 million, which I was surprised. But then again, this is the fourth year of his rookie deal. So um, for some reason, I feel like he's been around longer than that, but he hasn't. So went out there, got him, drafted the Bridges brothers, as I've affectionately called them, Mikhail and Miles back-to-back, $11 right there. Um, Going into round seven uh, is where we are now. I took Dennis Schroeder. That's the pick I traded up for. I like him. He's going on a $5.9 million deal where he's going to be the starting point guard for the Boston Celtics. I mean, maybe Marcus Smart is, but I don't see how that really happens. It's going to be Dennis Schroeder. Um, round 8 we go into there Spencer Dimwitty I, that's kind of a home run swing in my opinion um, we don't know what we're going to get out of him 17 million is a little high like you were saying but but if he's anything like he was with the Nets great asset guy I, I, I'm, I'm taking there um, going into round 9 uh, Devin Booker had the money left I wanted to get one more big money guy who I know is going to put up points Devin Booker I thought was the best guy available going for him Round 10, I'm going to be completely honest with this pick. He, he's a low cost, uh, uh, kind of a higher upside guy, and he plays for my team, Chuma Okiki. I love Chuma, so I couldn't not pick him. It was too alluring, and maybe I should have waited, but I didn't. Oh, uh, my Patty Mills, go ahead.
1: You're a homer. That's what I'm calling you. You're
0: a homer. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Uh, Pat, with that pick, 100%. Patty Mills is my next pick. I think we wore this a little bit already. Um, given the uncertainty around Kyrie Irving and potentially getting a starting point guard this late, who's only making 5.8 million on what will probably be the best offensive team in basketball um, this season, and then uh, I liked uh, Poku Alexi Alexi Pokuzewski. I, oh my god, I'm never going to get that name perfect, but close enough, I guess. Um, I like his upside in OKC, okay, only 3.1 million dollars there. Um, so what I did again was I took a couple of higher price guys, Jason Tatum, uh, Devin Booker, and then I focused on guys who have have shown that they can um, they can play when given the opportunity. And then guys, a lot of guys were on their rookie deals. So just counting up real quick, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of my 12 guys still on a rookie deal. Which rookie deal? The highest you're gonna pay anybody is 12 million for that number one overall pick in the fourth year. So rookie deals are definitely something good to target. Veteran um, minimums, like you talked about earlier, you know guys like Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap, Lamarcus Aldridge in um, in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, this is how I have structured my team. I'm definitely going to make changes at some point because that's just the nature of, of how things go. But uh, but this is mine. You want to talk about yours real quick?
1: Sure. Um, I won't go round by round, but I, I will just go through it. Um... The way we have our roster set up is, a, you know, starting point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Then you have an extra guard and forward slot. And then we have five utility slots this year. Um, no bench. We don't play with a bench. So everyone, you, you start, you play. You don't have to, you know, move people around based on the schedule. It's just your team is your team. And it's very hands-off, uh, which I love. And we have a ton of IR slots, too. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to go in order. So starting point guard, Tyler Hero, $4 Jalen Green, starting shooting guard, $8.9 Starting small forward Michael Porter Jr. 5.2 million. Uh, Starting power forward Julius Randle 21.7. Starting center Bam 28. Uh, My guard is Bradley Beal at 34.5. My starting forward is R.J. Barrett at 8.6. And my utility slots are Devontae Graham 11, 11 flat, 11 clean, Uh, not an extra dollar. Uh, Brandon Clark for 2.7. Alperin Sengun for 3.2. I ended up picking up Blake Griffin. Uh, for, for the minimum uh, I also added Kevin Herter for 4.2 and I have Ree Hachimura on my IR um, but he will eventually come back so I'll have to drop someone for him and I'm I only have $19,000 left so I'm so close to being over but the way this works out is eight guys I count on their rookie deals and really I only have four players making more than 10 which is Devonte Graham, Bam, Julius Randle, Bradley Beal so if I ever want to sort of play around with that, I'm going to have to either find like a kind of one-to-one replacement or I'm going to break up the money and just use it to, to upgrade the rest of my roster. Um, so that's typically what a roster looks like. And uh, that's it. We finished it. We, we, we covered our draft.
0: We covered the entire draft. One thing to note, and I've kind of looked amongst the teams that I like in our league. Um, typically the teams that I feel like are really going to compete and, and really going to do well. It has a, a point that you just mentioned that I think is kind of fascinating. Mostly teams have four or five players over 10 million. Everybody else is below. Um,
1: yeah, big and, and small. And,
0: and it's, it, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty interesting thing uh, how consistent that is from team to team. Um, but, yeah, I just, I'd noticed that and I wanted to bring that up, but you brought it up. And so I was just like, yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, anyway. Yeah, because
1: last episode John brought it up because he went all mid-tier guys like he's not yep. paying anyone more than 20 or whatever which is like crazy to me so I'm 19.8
0: Devontis Sabonis was his number one
1: yeah um, so there you go we uh, that's part two we've covered uh, every round of the draft uh, that's it you can follow me on Twitter at Jared Russo uh, where can we follow you on Twitter
0: Jared Ross King at Jared Ross King uh,
1: follow Hoopball follow Dan Bespris uh, follow uh, Aaron Brewski. Um yeah, thank you for listening. Um this has been awesome. We've been doing this. We we banked a bunch of episodes, yeah. we came out of the gate flying. Um I think the only thing is that uh you and I still have not been given uh the secret private premium info from Dan or Aaron yet, uh which could help us facilitate this podcast better. We have also um I think we're on Red Circle, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, so go rate review, do all that fun stuff um i think we will end up being on the hoop ball page at some point under podcast i think like it's like weirdly hidden i don't know if you can search for it like i have a link to like some of the episodes but there isn't like a a tag system you can click on like the show and all the episodes um that's more of a suggestion for people who build websites but i'm rambling this is the end of the show thank you for listening and we will see you next time
0: see ya